Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. Welcome everyone to the show. My name is Jason Romano. Great to have you here on Sports Spectrum today. want to encourage you to subscribe. Click that subscribe button on whatever app you're listening to this podcast on so that you never miss an episode of the Sports Spectrum podcast. And also want to encourage you to check out our website, sportspectrum.com, where we have daily content posted each day, articles on the intersection of sports and faith, and a daily devotional every morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, to get your day started right in the Lord. You can also subscribe to our newsletter, which is pretty cool. If you go on the website, you'll see an area where you just put in your email address and we'll send you an email once a week with all of the great content that we have at Sports Spectrum. We won't spam you or send you a ton of extra emails, I promise you that. But it's a great way to kind of stay up to date on what's happening with Sports Spectrum. And also I want to encourage you to subscribe to our magazine. It's a quarterly magazine. It's $18 for the whole year. And it gets you four issues of the Sports Spectrum magazine. The pillar of this ministry, Sports Spectrum, was founded on our magazine in 1985, Dr. D- Dr. J. Julius Irving was the first cover of Sports Spectrum way back in the day, and it's still going strong today. And it's a wonderful tool to hand to someone and show someone, you know, sports stories, but we get to work the name of Jesus into them. And it's a really great tool. So subscribe to Sports Spectrum Magazine, $18 for an entire year, sportspectrum.com. Today on the podcast, very excited to welcome Matt Mooney to the show, the former Texas Tech basketball player. Matt played his high school ball at Notre Dame College Prep and then had an interesting college journey where he started off at the Air Force Academy and then transferred to South Dakota and then last season came to Texas Tech. Quite the leap in in terms of quality of basketball and moving to the Big 12. And not only did he arrive at Texas Tech, but... He basically helped Texas Tech have the greatest season that Texas Tech basketball has ever had. Their first ever trip to the Final Four. And Matt Mooney had himself a pretty darn good final season of college basketball. He was a second team All-Big 12. He was a 2019 Big 12 All-Defensive team. He was on the All-Tournament team at the Final Four where he scored 22 points in Texas Tech's 61-51 win over Michigan State in the national semifinal game. And then in the national championship game, Texas Tech came up just a bit short, losing in overtime to Virginia. And Matt contributed 10 points, including a key three-pointer in overtime to give Texas Tech a lead before Virginia was able to overcome that and go on to win the national title. Matt is now preparing for a possible professional basketball career as he works out for NBA teams and waits to see if his name will get called on draft night. And if not, he'll figure out his future as he talks about here on the podcast on whether or not professional basketball is in the mix uh, and trusting God through this whole process of moving on from playing college ball to trying to pursue a professional basketball career. I really like talking to Matt. Smart young kid, only 22, but really got a, a good head on his shoulders and he loves Jesus, and you can't go wrong with that. So let's listen to Matt Mooney, former Texas Tech basketball player, joining us here on Sports Spectrum's podcast. Matt, 
Matt, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Jason. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to you, Matt. Thanks for joining us here. And I guess let's start with now. You just finished your college career. You helped Texas Tech to within really an overtime of a national title. And now you turn your attention to professional basketball. We're taping this just a few weeks before the draft here in uh, late May, early June. What has your preparation been like? What's it been kind of working out for the few teams that you have been working out for and kind of getting yourself ready for uh, an NBA, potential NBA future? Yeah, so after the season ended, you know, it's tough because we played on the last day of the season. So it was a a long season. And after the season ended, I kind of got right to it. Um, Found an agent who I had known for about a year um, from Octagon, a really good agency. And basically the process is they send you out to somewhere to start training, uh, weight training and uh, athletic training. And then uh, the agency hires a guy to work with the group, you know, on the basketball floor. So they send me out to Phoenix and I've just been out here uh, working ever since, uh, you know, a week or two after my season ended. Um, so they house you and they, they take care of you and all that stuff. And you're just working out. And then uh, a lot, during that process, you're going either some guys go to the combine and then um, you're going back and forth from NBA workouts back to Phoenix or back to wherever. And so I've been doing a couple workouts. We had our agency's pro day and uh, I'm in Phoenix here for a couple more days till all the workouts start to pick up. Is it a different type of workout that you'd have with these NBA teams than you would say during a workout with Texas Tech? Is, is it just like a different type of way that you go about showing off your skills? Yeah, it's a little different, but it's not a, it's not a, uh, a uh, like a shock in any way. You know, it's it's still basketball and it's still stuff I've done many times. But the uh, other than the lottery guys, you know, they bring in groups of six. All the NBA teams they bring in groups of six. They usually get a couple guards, a couple wings, a couple bigs, and then there's a lot of one-on-one stuff and a lot of three-on-three, and uh, they're just trying to see. Uh, they're trying to see you compete, see if there's anything that you can do that you didn't really do in college, and then um, see if there's anything you can do that will surprise them. But uh, yeah, a lot of lot of shooting and then a lot of three-on-three and one-on-one competition. We're going to talk about your season at Texas Tech in just a second, but I guess you kind of alluded to it, but I have to imagine that it was a good thing. Maybe it wasn't, but was it a good thing that you were able to kind of move right on to this process immediately after knowing how tough of a loss that was uh, losing in the national championship game to Virginia? Yeah, it's, I guess that, w- that is a good thing instead of just sitting there and thinking about it um, for days and not having a plan together for my next step, but I'm not sure it makes it easier or not. It's something that I think I'll always think about and it will sting for, for a really long time. But with time, it gets easier to handle. And um, at the same time, I try to appreciate the run we did make and appreciate the journey that I had. Matt Mooney's our guest here on Sports Spectrum. Matt, your faith is something that you've, as we've watched you in the Final Four, we can see that you did not shy away from. It's something that's obviously very important to you. Let's let's hear your testimony. Share with us when. I guess when Christ became real to you and when you started making him Lord of your life and walking with the Lord, share with us your testimony. Yeah. So I grew up in a, in a Christian household. Um, 
grew up Catholic and, uh, you know, we would go to church most Sundays. You know, my mom is a great role model for me. She loves Jesus. Um, and she always preached it to us growing up, but I guess it never really clicked. Uh, got to, you know, I went to Air Force Academy my first year. I transferred to South Dakota. And uh, while I was in South Dakota, um, you know, I, I, always, I was always a believer, but it never really uh, became a relationship with the Lord. It was just something that I did because I thought I was supposed to. Um, it was more... Uh, following the rules and every than anything than actually having a relationship with Jesus. So um, I got to South Dakota and I I had some tough times. I couldn't play and things, some things were going on with my family. And uh, you know I met this guy there who ran uh, FCA uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, who uh, was a great influence on my life, uh, Doug Adams, and uh, just got into reading some scripture and talking with him and uh, really. Uh, started to take my faith more seriously and um, you know it changed my life around uh, it definitely no doubt and I the way I viewed the game of basketball the way I viewed uh, you know what I wanted to do with my life my relationships everything changed because I started to have a relationship with the Lord and ever since then it, it's um, you know it's been something that I've um, you know I'm so grateful for Doug and for people I met there at South Dakota and for that experience, that's been something I wanted to share with others. And, you know, I try to as best as I can help my teammates and be a good influence, but I, I'm not, you know, I'm not perfect by any means. I still have my struggles. There's definitely things I struggle with on a daily basis, but I just got to remind myself to keep turning to the cross. Um, and, you know, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So what did, having that newfound faith that I guess that clarity of a relationship with the Lord do exactly for you. You said it helped you uh, understand uh, sort of your purpose as a basketball player, understand your future and roles and relationships. Go, go a little deeper in that and expand on what you mean exactly by that. Yeah. I mean, before, before I uh, had that relationship, um, you know, I wanted to, to pursue a job career where I could make money, get a good job, that type of thing. And instead it changed the way I viewed that, you know, now it was kind of, I wanted to do, uh, I wanted to figure out what my passion was. And, you know, I think we all have different gifts and talents from God. And I wanted to figure out what my gifts were. And uh, now I think about things in terms of, you know, what is, what does God want me to do in my life? Um, obviously I love the game of basketball. I wouldn't have that love if it wasn't for a certain reason. Right. Um, so I, I want to have a positive impact through the game. Um, and then in terms of my relationships, like the women I'm dating, you know, my relationships with women, um, and then, uh, you know, with the game of basketball, I put a lot of pressure on myself and I want it to be good. I've, I've always wanted to be great at the game, but now it was something that it gave me peace playing on the floor, uh, that, you know, it kind of hit me during my sophomore season at South Dakota that, you know, no matter how good or how bad I play, God's love for me isn't isn't going to change hmm. uh, based on my performance. And and ironically, I started playing a lot better because I just I just kind of had that freedom and that peace uh, in me when I went out and played. And it doesn't mean I always played well. I've had a lot of bad games in my career, sure. and especially this year at Texas Tech, it was a new 
spotlight and a bigger stage. And I mean, I didn't have the greatest national championship game, but having that relationship with the Lord, like we talked about, it, it helps me move on a little bit better if I if I don't have my identity only in in basketball, you know. So yeah, I want to talk about the Final Four for a second. It's interesting because I, I look at the two games that you played uh, that weekend, right? And you have the highest of highs beating Michigan State 61 to 51 in the national semifinal. You score 22 points and play a great game. And then you have, in many ways, the lowest of low uh, in an overtime loss in the national championship game to Virginia. You score 10 points in that game and you hit a big three pointer in overtime uh, before succumbing to. Virginia not being able to close out the deal so you have the highest of highs and the lowest of lows and I watched you post game in both of those situations still able to give God the glory and I wonder if you could kind of take us through that a little bit the highest of high the lowest of low and still remaining grounded and recognizing that God still can get the glory whether you win and play great or whether you lose and you don't play so well yeah it is it's hard on both sides it it's the only way you can really get through life. I mean, with anything, there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. And, you know, for me, from a sports perspective, I was at maybe the highest of highs and the lowest of lows all in the span of a couple of days. Um, yeah. At least it's up there. You know, you, you play great on a big stage and national TV and Final Four. And it's something you, I've always dreamed of. And playing in front of 70,000, 80,000 people, I mean, that was just amazing. And yeah. I had a... I have a good story about that game. That was definitely a God moment. But um, then to lose to Virginia in the national championship, I mean, you win a national championship, and that's that's just that's legendary. It changes your life forever, and it's something nobody can ever take away from you. And, you know, you only get one chance. Well, for me, I only get one chance. Yeah. So it's hard. To, it is hard to move on, but the only way to really move on is – is if you have your identity in the Lord, and um, even if you do, it's still hard to move on, but that's the best way to move on from it. Tell us the story. You just brought it up. I know people listening are wondering, okay, what's the story that you have, the God moment that you had in that game against Michigan State? Share that. Yeah, so I briefly mentioned it after the game, but um, so leading up to the game, uh, you know, my – my friend who I mentioned earlier in this, you know, he's my friend. He's about like 70 years old, maybe younger. Um, we're, I consider him a great friend, a brother of mine. He was our, he led our FCA at South Dakota. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he shared the verse, Joshua 1, 9, very, fa- very popular verse um, with me a couple days before the game, maybe two days before the game. And um, so, you know, I was just meditating on that verse. I was praying on that verse and I would read scripture and pray, you know, during when I would wake up in the morning or go to sleep. And then, you know, uh, another friend of mine reached out and sent me the same verse, Joshua 1, 9. And uh, then later, like the next day, the day before, the, it was either the day before or the day of the game, we had shoot around at a, at a high school gym and we walked in and I'm walking to the locker room and there's this guy uh, it, was, it was a college gym, a small college gym, with a with a lacrosse helmet on. And the back of his lacrosse helmet, it said Joshua 1-9. So then also, wow. uh, 
the day of the game, I'm reading my, my devotional. You know, I just wanted just trying to figure out something to read. So I just said, okay, I'll read my devotional um, in the back of my Bible. And the, the scripture for the day was Joshua 1.9. So, <laughs> and it goes something like, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you um, wherever you go. Yeah. I, I believe that's that's the verse. Yep. So... I was like, man, something's up. He's trying to tell me something. Um, so during that game, I, I specifically remember an instance. It was we, we were about 10 minutes into the game, maybe maybe less. But, you know, Michigan State had taken a little bit of a lead. I hadn't really done anything. And I was just thinking on that verse, like, come on, man, it's time. Like, don't be afraid. Like, oh, this is your time. You know, be courageous, be aggressive. Um, you know, go get it. And I just started uh, making some plays and being more aggressive and hitting some shots. And uh, and then in that second half, I hit a hot streak where I hit a couple threes. And, uh, you know, it was all because I was really, honestly, I was thinking about that verse throughout that whole time. So uh, it was pretty crazy. That is awesome. I, I love that story so much. And uh, it definitely... <laughs> It definitely is a God thing. There's no way that's a coincidence when you see Joshua 1-9 pop up three, four, five times all in the same couple-day span as you're getting ready for the biggest game of your life. That's a, that's a great story. Uh, contrasting that on the other side with adversity, obviously we've talked about the national championship game. It didn't go your way. But I always tell people when I talk to younger uh, folk, even talking to my daughter about adversity and how really in life and sports is such a great example of this. Adversity is our greatest teacher in life. It just is. We never learn more uh, in wins. We always learn more in the losses and the tough times in our life on how to overcome that. Share with us the lesson that maybe you learned in dealing with a very difficult loss and losing to Virginia and what you learned about adversity. Yeah, you know, I think I'm still learning from it, but, you know, the biggest lesson, you're right, you learn more from failures than you do with success, and, uh, you know, I learned that, uh, you know, the sun rises the next day, life goes on, you gotta, you gotta find, um, you gotta find a way to move on, and you gotta find, find gratitude in, in things, even when they don't go your way, and, I'm grateful for the journey. I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm grateful for, for such a great season, a great, uh, my teammates and my coaches and, and all that. And, um, you know, I think when you find things to be grateful for, you quickly forget to, uh, you know, find the negative or find, think about the bad things in situations. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not great at, at that, you know, moving on and accepting loss. And I've had some tough losses and I'm, I'm still trying to be better with dealing with those losses and dealing with adversity. And I know in scripture, it says, you know, uh, in James one, two, you know, adversity, we should rejoice in adversity because it gives us a chance to get closer to God. You know, it's crazy to think about, but, uh, that's something I definitely need to, to work on and, uh, try to take that verse to heart. Yeah. I don't like that verse, Matt, to be honest with you, because it's naturally in our human being sort of makeup. It's not 
something we want to rejoice in when, <laughs> when things don't go our way. It's just not our natural inclina inclination. But there's obviously a bigger purpose and a bigger reason behind what uh, what the word is saying there when it's telling us to rejoice. Tell me about um, kind of moving forward in the days after. I know you said that you had to kind of get right into workout mode, but yet you still had to go back to Texas Tech and kind of, you know, hang out with your teammates a little bit more and, and, and you know, see the fans and that type of thing. What was that like in the immediate aftermath? Were you able to find some joy and take away some positives out of that, even though you didn't win it all? Yeah, it hurt for a few days for sure. We didn't um, talk much. Guys were kind of just staying in the rooms or keeping to themselves. Uh, you know, everybody's trying to think of what they could have done differently and, you know, yeah. what we could have done to win the game. Coach Beard, you know, Coach would text us, me and the seniors, and he'd say, guys, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I should have done some things differently, and he would apologize, and we felt the same way, and it – it's tough because we got a long grade and uh, we had something special. It's hard to end your season like that. But, uh, you know, after, after the, the next few days, you know, you start to start seeing each other again and getting in the gym again. And we had a team banquet a couple of weeks later, which was really nice, really well done. And we were able to celebrate uh, the season, the good times that we did have. And, and our fan base was amazing. They congratulated us as if we won the whole thing, which was which was weird because mm. we did it. But they were just, uh, you know, so appreciative of the ride we took them on. And, this, and the city of Lubbock um, was just amazing to us all year. And even when we came back, they nobody was negative. Nobody was, you know, uh, talking bad about us. They were all positive and and they welcomed us home. So it was nice. What was it like during the season being with Texas Tech? You only played one one year there and obviously transferred over from South Dakota. But from a faith perspective, staying grounded, being in Texas versus South Dakota, what was that like for you as a believer and growing in your faith in the one year that you were in Lubbock? Yeah, I grew a ton in my faith in South Dakota. I found a good church family, uh, my roommates, my teammates. We uh, we would have a Bible study. Um so it was hard leaving there because I had a great group of guys I had surrounded myself with and I had a church family. But, you know, Lubbock uh, has a ton of great churches and great people and a lot of believers down there in Texas and in Lubbock. And, hmm. you know, I, I plugged in. I would uh, when I could, I'd go to Redeemer Church um, in Lubbock, which was a great church home for me. And then, you know, I would try to get to a small group when I could on Tuesday nights. Um a good friend of mine, Casey Doyle, uh, ran that. And um, so I I think anywhere you go, you can find, uh, you know, a church family or a small group or you just got to, you know, look for the right people and, and don't stop until you do, because it really helps to be surrounded by other believers to help strengthen your faith. And, you know, I wish I would have done that more and got more teammates together um, in that year that I was down there. But uh, it was definitely a really good year for me, um, and it helped continue to grow my faith. Two questions on the court, and then we'll close it with a little bit more of a deeper question from your faith perspective. So take me to the final four for a minute and just what it's like to play in a football stadium 
in Minneapolis as opposed to those smaller arenas that you played in your entire life, especially going back to even like your South Dakota days, going from where you played there, which I have to imagine was a much smaller even arena than it was at Texas Tech, to then going and playing, like you said, in front of 70,000 people. I was at that semifinal game that you guys won against Michigan State, and I sat about halfway up, and if it's at a football game, it's pretty good seats. At a basketball game, we were way up. You guys were tiny trying to watch that game in the stadium. Tell me about what it was like to adjust as a player playing in a football stadium and just what that experience was like. Even just trying to shoot three-pointers, I have to imagine, took a little getting used to. Yeah, so like I said, you know, I always dreamed of uh, playing in front of a big stadium, big crowd, and then here I am in the biggest of crowds. So it was it was so cool. It was surreal. But, you know, it wasn't really that weird. We got there on Wednesday. We got a couple practices in before the game on Saturday. We got used to it, and the rims were soft, and uh, – we had the open practice where people could watch practice. So we got used to it. And then at the end of the day, like mentally, you got to tell yourself like, okay, the other team's got to shoot in here too. We both, they got to play in here too. There's no excuses. Like, Oh, I, I've never played in a stadium like this. There's, you can't have any excuses. So I just told myself, you know, you're going to shoot it great. You're going to have a great game. This and that it's just to try to prepare myself. Aside from Joshua 1-9, which is a great moment, what was another cool moment, maybe the coolest moment of just being a part of the Final Four? Um, yeah, I would say that open practice is pretty cool. Uh, but honestly, the first time we stepped foot in there uh, to, to practice on Wednesday when it was just us, coach gave us a minute. We just kind of stood yeah. around and uh, we just looked around and, you just kind of soaked it all in like we're really here we're really about yeah. to, to yeah. play in this in the final four in, in this big stadium and that was kind of the moment like it hit me like this is it you're really doing this matt do you ever see that movie hoosiers and uh there's a moment when they reach the state championship game and the coach norman dale brings his players into the giant arena that's like six times the size of the little gym that they played there games in and he has one of the kids jump on a shoulder of another kid and he does the measuring tape and measures that the hoop is you know 10 feet high just like it is back at their gym in Hickory I thought that was such a poignant moment to try and teach a lesson that hey even though it's a bigger stage and a bigger arena this is still the game of basketball did you have maybe that moment when you guys walked into that stadium for the first time yeah, exactly. And and I, I believe uh, one of our assistant coach even mentioned that that story, Coach Adams. Uh, somebody did, but it's it's true. It's it's the exact same length court, same rims, everything. So you just got to have that mentality and, uh, you know, think like nothing exists beyond the lines of this court and just go out there and play the way you always play. That's really awesome. Uh, Matt Mooney's been our guest here on Sports Spectrum. Matt, thanks so much for, for joining us. As we close this interview, uh, this is the last question. We like to ask this to all of our guests here on the show. In this season of life that God has you in right now, it's been a couple months since you played for the national championship. You're getting ready to begin what is hopes to be a professional basketball career uh, in the NBA or elsewhere. Where where does God have you right now? What are you learning from him in the season of life that he has you in today? What are you learning from God? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. 
you know, I think right now I'm learning just to trust him and, uh, you know, trust the plan he has for me, the path he has for me, because, you know, there was a time towards the end of the year where I was anxious. I was thinking like, man, my college career is about to end. Yeah. What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? You know, you know, what, how am I going to make a living? Uh, all those, all those questions get in your head, you get anxious, but you know, you just got to really trust that God has it covered. And as long as you follow him and you, you, uh, continue to like lean in him, lean at, lean on him and get in his word and, and pray and that everything, you know, will, will be okay. And, um, that's kind of what I'm learning now is I don't know where I'll be. I don't know if I'll be in the NBA or overseas or who knows, yeah. you know, I, I really hope this doesn't happen, but my career could end at any point in time. You know, I could get injured or something like that, but you just have to continue um, to trust that it, it's all going to work out as long as you, you know, follow, follow his ways. Yeah. I mean, Proverbs three, six says in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. And I'm sure that if you acknowledge him, Matt Mooney, he'll do that perfectly for you. And I know God's got great plans for you, my friend. Thanks for joining us here on the show. Uh, wish you nothing but the best. Hope to see you in an NBA uniform next year. And either way, God's got a great plan for you, my friend. Thanks for being here on the show. Thank you, Jason. I really, I really uh, enjoyed this talk. Um, it was good to be able to talk about my faith like this and tie it in with sports. So I appreciate you having me on. And many thanks to Matt Mooney, the former Texas Tech basketball player, for joining us here on Sports Spectrum. Give him a follow over on Twitter at Moonswag13. Just search Matt Mooney. You'll see his uh, Twitter picture. It says, in Jesus' name I play. His Twitter bio says, my identity is in Jesus Christ. He also lists Romans 1.16 on his Twitter bio, which I believe is uh, Paul saying, I am unashamed, not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So good stuff there from Matt. I really liked talking to him and loved him. Uh, just being as transparent as he could in trying to work through the very human emotions of losing a national championship game, but still knowing that his identity is, as he says on Twitter, found in Christ. So good stuff there from Matt. We wish him nothing but the best in his future professional basketball career. Also want to thank our sponsors, Compassion International. For more information on Compassion, check out their website, compassion.com slash sports spectrum. And also want to thank you, for checking us out here at Sports Spectrum's podcast. If this is the first time you've ever heard this podcast, welcome. We're grateful to have you checking us out. Hit that subscribe button on whatever app that you listen to this podcast on and never miss an episode of the Sports Spectrum podcast. Over 300 episodes are out there for your listening pleasure. So check it out, Sports Spectrum's podcast, by clicking subscribe on the app that you're listening to this interview right now. Also want to encourage you to check out our website. We talked about it at the beginning of the interview. And also want to mention it here again at the end, sportspectrum.com. That's really the home for all of our content, sportspectrum.com. We have a daily devotional. We have articles all day long and a chance for you to subscribe to our magazine, our quarterly magazine for $18. Go to sportspectrum.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of Sports Spectrum's podcast. Love you guys. Have a great rest of your day.